0: Exploring the world of ESG, 10 minutes at a time. I'm your host, Charlotte O'Mara. Welcome to ESG in 10. Globally, 2023 has been a slower year for sustainability-linked or green bond issuance, but there are some jurisdictions that have continued to push ahead with their green bond ambitions. Gillian Jago, Senior Trader from Ardea Investment Management, is joining me in the podcast studio today to explore why Europe has continued to dominate the sovereign green bond landscape and the outlook for sovereign green bond issuance for the remainder of 2023. Gillian, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks very much for having me, Charlotte. I'm really looking forward to this conversation.
0: And so am I, because this is such a topical issue, particularly for sovereign bond investors. As I have mentioned, we have seen a slowdown in green bond issuance from previous years, but Europe has continued to dominate the green bond landscape. What do you think has driven Europe's dominance in the sovereign green bond space?
1: I think it's really been the political forces that have pushed the green bond issuance um, across all of Europe. And that tone has really been set from the very top. So the European Union, uh, through programs like the European Green Deal, Repower, EU, um, they have created projects that can then be financed through green bonds. And this is also filtered down to a national level. So right across the European Union, we've seen a really strong showing uh, this year and in previous years from all of those sovereigns in the green bond markets. And on top of that, The regulatory front as well has really been led by Europe, so this year uh, the European Union committed to the European Green Bond Standard and that really sets a high standard for green bond issuance going forward. Um, Since these bonds were first launched, we've had lots of problems uh, with investors concerned about greenwashing. Um, and about really the clarity behind where these funds are going to and making sure that they are in fact going to green projects, which as you can imagine is really important. And so with Europe setting kind of setting the benchmarks really high for uh, meeting these criteria, I think that's also created uh, right across the region um, a real focus on green bonds and high quality green bonds as well.
0: That is a really good point you raise about the high quality nature of green bonds, and I think certainly there are a lot of investors across the market looking at the use of proceeds and how the funds are being used. So Europe is obviously leading the charge on this, but looking across to other jurisdictions such as the UK and the US, a slightly different tone is being set there. What is the approach to their green bond policies to support the funding requirements of green bond issuance?
1: So, yeah, as you say, I think um, the UK and, and particularly the US have been a little bit disappointing in, in terms of how far they've come uh, with developing their respective green bond markets. The UK started really strongly um, back in 2021. They issued their first green bond. And at the time, uh, it was a $10 billion Pound issuance, and that was the largest that we had seen for any inaugural sovereign green bond. So they came out of the gates really strongly and, and set a really positive tone. But I think since then, I mean, the world has certainly changed since 2021. Uh, geopolitical turmoil, economic issues uh, right across the world have really taken centre stage, and I think that what we've seen in the last couple of months is is a bit of a step back from particularly the uk government uh, in terms of its commitment towards c- climate change and environmental issues uh the prime minister announced that uh, the push for transition um, over the next decade was going to be stepped back from and that really means that there are less projects green bond green projects to finance and in turn that means we have less green bond issuance requirement so Yes, while the UK started strongly, and I think the framework is there, uh, we're really yet to see them kind of pick up the pace when it comes to when it comes to green bond issuance. Uh, the other side of the Atlantic, in the United States, I, I mean, it, there's just really no will, it seems, from certainly the government to put climate change and environmental issues uh, at the forefront of the political sphere the Treasury there hasn't made any commitments as to when they will uh, issue their first green bond. And I think it's quite telling that whilst there are quite a lot of American corporates who issue green bonds, a lot of them actually choose to issue in euros as opposed to in US dollars. And I think that gives you a sense of where the demand for those green bonds really lies uh, from the investor side of things. And so whilst I think that Certainly most market participants hope that the U.S. will come to the party, will will really push the green bond space. Uh, that hasn't happened so far and uh, it's probably looking like a story for 2024 at the earliest.
0: And I'll just add from Australia's perspective, we are eagerly awaiting the issuance of Australia's first green bond, hopefully in 2024, but certainly we have lagged behind as well and we are playing catch up, particularly when compared to Europe as as we've heard from you. So you have mentioned the outlook for the UK and the US in 2024, but what is the outlook for green bond issuance over the last few weeks of 2023 more broadly and as we look into 2024?
1: Yeah, so as we really rapidly approach uh, the end of the year, it's been the final quarter hasn't disappointed at all. Uh, last month, the Netherlands issued their second green bond, uh, and they have a really high standard when it comes to the taxonomy uh, criteria that they meet. That was a really well subscribed deal. Uh, they issued $5 billion of a 20-year bond and had 18 billion euros worth of orders. So there was definitely, as we approached the end of the year, there was definitely no uh, lack of demand from investors there. Similarly, we've had uh, taps via auctions um, from both the UK and Germany. So it's, again, a little bit more supply coming to the market. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, the European Union In a highly anticipated uh, green bond syndication, they tapped another one of their bonds. So it's definitely been a busy quarter for green bond issuance. Um, Whilst 2023 hasn't kind of eclipsed the stellar year that 2021 was, uh, it's definitely kept pace. And I think it is a positive outlook for 2024, uh, which is now what most of the market will turn their attention to, uh, looking at supply forecasts. And where all of these green bonds are ultimately going to land.
0: Well, well, we will all be eagerly watching and anticipating what 2024 has to bring in the sovereign green bond space. Gillian, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks very much.
0: And that is a wrap for this episode of ESG in 10. A big thank you to Gillian Jago and Ideea Investment Management for providing their insights today. If you like this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The content today was produced by Melanie James with audio production by Jonathan Stilianu. I'm Charlotte O'Mara and this is ESG in 10 with Ferdante.